Pat Alice presents Better Skies Together. Discussions by and for air traffic control professionals. Thanks for joining us. Today we catch up with... Philippe Domogalam. I am an ex-air traffic controller and I spent most of my career in the Eurocontrol Maastricht. I was a radar controller there from the early 70s and I finished as a center supervisor of the center and later on I was more concerned about safety and um, continued to work for safety for Eurocontrol. Also worked for IFATCA. I held various positions in IFATCA. I was ex-president Europe and was the editor of the controller magazine for many years, liaison with the FALPA, with the pilots. And now I'm the, organizing the conference and uh, organizing the uh, centennial of uh, the 100 years of air traffic control in 2022. And I also am a pilot since many years and I have my own aircraft, so I know a little bit from both sides, the flying and the air traffic control. From your point of view, um, how do you think COVID, the crisis, has changed the work of uh, air traffic controllers? What it did, it relieves a lot of pressure of the people because there's less of traffic. Uh, we were in 2019 at the point where the system was saturated. We had the lack of staff, we had difficulties recruiting, and uh, so the numbers of controllers uh, were uh, reducing almost every year. And the traffic was increasing at an incredible rate, especially in some part of Europe, creating a lot of delays. And uh, there was a lot of uh, people not be able to take leave, forced to take overtime, and all that has disappeared. So that is the positive side of it, that because of less of traffic, the pressure has diminished uh, a lot. But it created a complicated situation, especially at the beginning when we didn't know how to cope with the virus. And, uh, and you know, in an air traffic control unit is people working very close to one another who doesn't fit very much social distancing, and therefore we had to adapt, and that created a lot of stress. People cope, they have this uh, face shield in plexiglass, for example, that helps a bit. So some states uh, reacted by having people, come, a complete team coming on one week and leaving them off for uh, two or three weeks. Another method was to have the people coming one day and you know not coming back for another two weeks or something like this. Everybody tried a little bit to cope with the uncertainty of the beginning of the COVID by having these kind of measures. But fortunately, the traffic was not uh, very important, about 10% of what was flying before. So it was uh, didn't cause any safety issue. This uh, early problems only last a few weeks basically and uh, now we're back to a situation where we know more about how to cope with the uh, with the virus but the uncertainty about the future is still playing a role when the traffic restarts we don't know exactly how many people we will have uh, in the system and the economic impact of the covid is not yet very really clear for everyone and that's causing a little bit of concern do you fear that people might um, lose their skills that's definitely one of the of the other concerns that uh, that we have is that uh, our license is uh, conditions to a certain number of hours that you have to do in a certain number of months. And of course, with the reduction of traffic, you cannot open all the sectors, so the people cannot make the hours. So there is a regulation that changed it, but we have some absurd situations. For example, um, when you see that somebody is not going to make the hour, you open all the sectors to make sure that the people are making the hours, even if there is one or two aircraft per hour in the sector. So it's an emergency measure that you can do for a month or two, but if you do it for a year, you will lose competence. The only way I can see how to maintain competence is to use of simulators, maybe more uh, sophisticated simulators or something like this could be the help of keeping the people uh, 
competent when the traffic restarts. There would be a demand for that. If we had very good simulators, we would be able to train people directly for simulators, a bit like the pilots are doing at the moment. Most of their training is not being done on simulators. If we have this kind of simulators, we can train people on the, on them. And that is something that the manufacturer can help the, uh, developing in that crisis period. Do you have any tips or tricks to share with other members of the Better Skies Together community in order to help them? Yes, we see very acutely during the COVID crisis that the humans are the most affected, not the technology. In order to make sure that we're able to recover when the traffic will restart, we have to make sure that we have the well-being of the staff is being taken care of much more than before to make sure that the humans are being um, well treated, that their future is uh, addressed, make sure that they will be in good state to provide the best safety and uh, and so on, instead of worrying about uh, uh, mortgage payments or, uh, or financial situations that might result from the COVID crisis. Despite this difficult time, do you believe the sector has drawn learnings from this crisis? I'm old enough to have lived through many of the uh, of the crises before. We had the Gulf uh, Wars, we have the oil crisis of the end of the 70s. You know, we had uh, 9/11, uh, we had the financial crisis of 2008, uh, SARS before. Every time there was such a crisis, on a very short notice, we take economic measures which is reductions of uh, investments, stopping of recruitments, forcing people on the retirement, reducing the staff. And a year later or two years later or three years later, when the traffic is rebooming, there is nobody there. And it takes years and years of pain and delays and to rebuild the system. So we have seen that over and over. And I'm, I fear that it will be the same for this, this time as well. So what has been uh, Ifatka's reaction to the COVID crisis? In fact, our reaction to the COVID crisis has been pretty fast and uh, we decided to take what uh, the best from uh, the top uh, countries which were uh, dealing with that, providing guidance on the uh, on various ways to deal with crisis. So we were quite ready pretty soon and uh, we used our website to uh, disseminate these this best practices to all the other countries. So we created a, a special section in our website where we had uh, different sections. One of them is on prevention, we provided a, a COVID-19 guidance material on the working on how to work with reduced traffic, uh, what is the impact on on-the-job training, how to maintain proficiency, and making recovery planning, for example. Then we've made interviews and podcasts of people which are leading in that, in that field. We have something, uh, you know, guidance for management on licensing, rostering issues. And we have a, a, a part on the recovery principle based on the experience of the past uh, crisis. And at the same time, one of the other things that we are doing, especially in Europe, is we are trying to massively lobby the, um, the states and the European Commission in trying to uh, make sure that uh, the billions of uh, euros which have been granted to the airlines Part of that is also diverted to the infrastructure. By infrastructure, I mean the airport and air traffic control, which every state is, is responsible for. And the lack of revenue of those uh, airports and um, airspace service providers is that uh, they, they will probably all, all go bankrupt if nothing is being done. So what is um, the next event 
that would be organized by IFATCA in the weeks or months to come. So for 2020, we had to cancel everything. We had to can our conference was planned in Singapore together with IFALPA was the first, but that could have been extremely nice. But it was at the end of March, so in the middle of the COVID crisis, we had to cancel. And now we've decided to cancel as well the regional meeting in October because there are too many countries which are still putting uh, travel restrictions and uh, nobody knows exactly if they are able to come. So our next plan, we moved it to the end of May 2021, and that will be in Jamaica. And that will be an annual conference. And we hope that in one year from now, there will be sufficient uh, guarantee and uh, maybe a vaccine, who knows. But at least uh, that the airlines will be again flying to a certain level, able to us to have an annual conference in the last week of uh, May in the Montego Bay in Jamaica. This was Better Skies Together, a podcast presented by TALIS, made by and for air traffic control professionals. Better Skies Together, empowering controllers for tomorrow's air traffic management.